coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants Podcast. Is it a budget, a spending plan, or a rewards plan? Or is it all three? Why money in and of itself is a poor motivator? After all, it's just little green pieces of paper. Find out how using a spending plan changes the poor motivator into a fantastic motivator for each individual in the family. Find out why a spending plan creates more satisfaction, helps avoid fights with your kids, and also fights with your spouse. Discover tips and tricks for effectively setting up a spending plan and how this is going to save you time, energy, and get rid of stress for an entire year. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. Three men are stuck on an island. One day, the three of them are walking along the beach and discover a magic lamp. They rub it, and of course, out pops a genie. The genie says, since I can only grant three wishes, you may each have one. The first guy says, well, I've been stuck here for years. I miss my family, my wife, and my life. I just want to go home, and poof, he's gone. The second says, I've been stuck here for years as well. I miss my old job and my friends. I wish I were back where I used to be, and poof, he's gone. The third man starts to cry, and the genie says, what's wrong? And the man whimpers, I wish my friends were still here. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. Today's topic is the spending plan. And Hannah, I can't believe it took us 20 episodes to finally get here. This is like the spending plan is kind of the crux of the whole Money Pants concept. And I, I'm I'm kind of shocked it took us this long to finally re- reach this topic. But this is... Like I said, it's like the foundation for the whole money pants formula. And so we're going to talk about that today where you reminded me of a story when I was probably 13 years old and I was one of those kids who always had money. I just, for some reason, I was always earning money. People were paying me to do jobs. I was just one of those kids. You know, there are always those kids. Resourceful. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And I had a paper route. And I didn't do the best job collecting, but I still made, for a 13-year-old back in, what, the 80s, I I made pretty good money. And I had, I was really excited. I had all this money, and it was in my little chest that I had at the bottom of my, at the end of my bed. And one day, a a friend came over, and he saw this wad of money, and immediately he goes, hey, man, can I borrow 20 bucks? And I, yeah, I had all this money. I'm like, yeah, sure, here you go. Think I fully expected him to, to pay me back. You know, I didn't even think twice about it. <laughs> of course, never saw him again. And that 20 bucks was gone. That's just, and I, I realized it, it, at least a slight level. Well, first of all, I realized don't loan people money. But <laughs> secondly, <laughs> I realized if you don't have a purpose for your money, it disappears really quickly. I didn't, I wasn't saving up for anything in particular. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't have a goal for my money. I just, I had the money because I had the money. I notice if I have cash in my purse, that's just random cash. 
I like, it just like disappears and I have no idea where it goes. It's, and, the, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this is, it, it, it's for no purpose. And it just kind of goes away. If you, and later, I actually almost immediately after this experience I had when I was this 13 year old kid, right after that, I'm like, wait a minute, I want, I want to buy a computer. This is right when personal computers were coming out and I wanted a, uh, a 386. I was really excited about it. And I'd gone to the store and I, and I, I saw the price tag. I'm like, okay, a thousand bucks. I want to save up a thousand dollars. And I, at the time, I think I had like four or 500. And as soon as I made that goal, it really changed how I treated the money that I had. Up to that point, I would spend it on stupid stuff. I'd buy, you know, I wasn't frivolous, but I would buy, you know, candy candy at the movie theater or I would buy a blizzard at the Dairy Queen or just, you know, things that kids might want. And as soon as I had that spending goal, though, of a computer, all of a sudden I'm like, no, I'm not going to spend it on a $5 blizzard because I'm saving up for a computer. And it really changed the whole dynamic of how I handled my money. And that's one of the big takeaways, I guess, is when you have a plan, <laughs> you don't spend your money on stupid stuff. Like the, that, the movie Dumb and Dumber comes to mind <laughs> where where they're about to make a big trip. and uh, Oh, I, no, they, they had both lost their jobs oh, that right. day and they had just a tiny bit of cash. It was their last bit of cash. And he said, OK, just just get the bare essentials. <laughs> But they didn't really have a list of what those bare essentials were. And so in the next shot, you see, uh, is it Lloyd? I don't, Har- uh, Harold Harry, or Lloyd. I can't remember which one is which. Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, you see Jim Carrey with, with some, with a bunch of beer and a pinwheel, uh, a little pinwheel. thing in a giant foam hat. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> a giant foam hat is the essentials, I guess. Yeah. But he, he didn't, because he didn't have a plan, he... Just kind of blew it on whatever, like impulse purchases. And, and that's what we've discovered is that when you don't have a plan, you there, there are impulse purchases that you make. Like, and Hannah, you've experienced this where oh, yeah. you go to the store. Grocery shopping. So, you know, through our marriage, there have been times where we've been on tight budgets. And I, I have a, a limited amount of money that I have. And I found that if I go to the grocery store without a plan, Without uh, without a menu, without a shopping list, I'll buy a bunch of stuff, and it actually doesn't last us through the week. We don't eat as well, and and you know everybody will be like, um, "Wait, we don't have any food. What happened to all the money?" And I'll be like, "Well, I I bought a bunch of stuff. I spent the full amount of money." And so what I found is, if you really want to eat well on a tight budget. You have to create a menu. You have to then create an exact shopping list. You, you Then you go to the store and you buy what's on your list and you will eat 10 times better than if you just go to the store and go, oh, that looks good. No, oh, that looks you good. You told me, you said when, when you go with a list, mm-hmm. not only do you do we eat better, but you spend less. Yes. Oh, yeah. It saves How, me so that, much money. How's that possible? Well, I either spend less or we starve. <laughs> <laughs> so depending on if we have more to spend. So it makes a huge difference in where, wow, we're eating what we wanted to eat. We're eating these delicious meals, these good meals, and the money went to what we actually wanted. Right. Be All because I had a plan. And I had it written down. And when I went to the store, I knew what it was that that money was for. Well, okay. 
and that's the other thing. Like, have you ever gone shopping like when you're hungry? <laughs> I think that's a really good example of like how easy it is to waste a lot of money really fast. If you go to the store when you're hungry. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But, but you know what? The, the stores have it. Like they, they have all these impulse purchases, all these things. The, and they have it down to a science too, where they know like, oh, if, if we put this in this aisle at this point and, and it catches and have your it eye in this, this way, color and, uh-huh, and this, yeah, they, they know. And so that's why you're in the, you're in the checkout aisle and you've got the $8 candy bar and you're like, wait a minute, I, I can buy that for 30 cents somewhere else. But because it's an impulse purchase and it's right there and they always have those stupid little trinkets like, oh, a nifty keychain with a little bird on it. And you're like, who would ever buy that? But you do. And if you don't have a plan, you find yourself buying these dumb things, these impulse purchases that you always regret. Even if you don't realize it at the time, you do end up regretting it later. Yeah. And anyway, so... Having a plan prevents that. You actually are more satisfied with where your money goes. And, and this doesn't and just apply to allowances you're better or money off. pants. You're better off. Yeah, you're exactly. literally better off if you, ha- if you go in with a plan and you get what you actually wanted as opposed well, to getting... Um, kind of tricked into buying things that you yes, didn't really want. Somebody else, something that some, you end up buying things that the other people want you to buy. Yeah. It's not necessarily what you want to buy. It's like having an invisible salesman. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you should buy this and you should buy this. And you're like, oh, yeah, Or if you, you have your kids with you, they're not invisible. They're not invisible at all. They're very loud. <laughs> they're loud salesmen. And they fall prey to that all the time. Yeah. So, But this is a correct principle, whether you're doing an allowance or you're doing the family budget or you're running a business. Or if you're doing money pants, this isn't like a just a solely a money pants concept. This is a universal concept when it comes to money. You have to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, you will waste untold amounts of money on impulse purchases, things that aren't what you actually wanted. Well, question for you: You worked for a company where it, uh, with financial planners, and mm-hmm. the people who do the best financially. They're the ones who make financial plans. Every single one of them has a very detailed budget, not just for the year, but for life. They have they have these financial goals that they're trying to reach by the time they're 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, and they stick to it. And they have but then they break it down by by year and then by month and even sometimes by week. Yeah. And they're they're very disciplined and they're like, but without that plan, it wouldn't really would, matter. Would it would just be, fall oh, apart. I'm going to buy yeah, a new car. Just, I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, it would, it would, it would just fall apart. And so, yeah, you've watched tons and tons of interviews of people yeah. who are financially solvent, and they always some of them are extremely wealthy. <laughs> yeah, they always but, have plans, but, but they, not. a lot of them came from nothing. A lot of them came from very little, but because they had a plan and their money was, and you hear this term all the time. They, you know, their money was working for them. Make your money work for you. You've heard that, right? Yeah. That's that's literally what they did, where their money is making them more money. They're wiser in their purchases. They're more satisfied with the things that they purchase. They don't make impulse purchases. They don't make impulse uh, big buys or whatever. And then, and, But on top of that, the money that they put in savings is getting interest, which then pays them more money. And they're way more satisfied with how their money is working yeah. out for well, them. Well, you might think, oh, well, that's no fun, not being able to make impulse purchases. They could. It's just when they make a plan, they realize they don't want to. Or they put in some money for that. Where yeah. they're like, oh, spending this money. Is, this is my spending money that I can do, you know, have that I leeway. I can buy that overpriced gum in the checkout line if I want. Yeah, but but they actually plan on it. and yes. And so... And there's a limit, too. Like, but, but they, they, they give they themselves, actually you know, get, 10 bucks a week or 100 bucks a month or whatever it is. But they know, actually get what they really want. And yep. so 
So your impulse buys aren't actually what you really want. And if you sit back and think about it before you even have the money in your hand Mm -hmm. and write down a plan, you'll go, actually, what I really, really want is this. Right. And so so it's a trick because you're like, oh, that's no fun. But no, it's way more fun because you actually get what you really, really wanted. And I didn't want as a 13 year old kid, I didn't want all those candy bars and AM, PM hamburgers and, and movie tickets. I really wanted a computer. But if I didn't have a plan, I would have filled up my life with all these candy wrappers and dumb movies and never actually walked away with the thing that I really wanted, which was a computer. Yeah, and that actually had a big impact on you because it really got kind of affected what you studied and your career. Yes, it did. And it sure did. Things like that. I did all sorts of cool things with that computer. <laughs> so, a lot. I ended up getting an Amiga, though, which was even cooler because it had a sound card and I could, yeah. I could compose music on the computer, which was like, that still blows me away how cool that is. Anyway, so when you're creating a spending plan, the whole concept, is, especially within Money Pants, is you're, you're attaching meaning to the money. Where it's not it's not a boring budget or a or it's almost like how are you going to spend the money you earn? It's like an it's, earnings it's a reward plan, plan, a, re, a reward plan. Yeah, I would think of it more as a reward plan. Well, but it's a spending plan, it's a spending which is why plan. we call it that. But it's how are you going to reward yourself for the hard work that you do, and how are you going to spend the money that you earn through all that hard work to reward yourself for all that hard work? It really is kind of a, like you said, kind of like a, re, a rewards plan, mm-hmm. and. The way the reason why it works is because you're you're translating that money that you're earning into rewards into something that's meaningful to you. And so why why isn't it just money? Why don't we just focus on well you should you should you should really be focusing on the money. It's because nobody cares about little green slips of paper. Those little green slips of paper really mean very little. It's what those green slips of paper represent. For uh, well, no, no, what's um, um, the the author Dan Brown? Dan Brown, he's a famous author. He writes thrillers, and he's he's he, very talented. No, he did the Da Vinci Code. That's yeah, the one he I did know. Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons. If you've never um, read his books, that I, I don't, you may not like them, but you can't put them down. They're so well written. They're pa- they're page turners. Yeah, they, really they just are. keep you going and going and going from the very first page. On master classes, he teaches a whole class on how to write thrillers. Mm-hmm. And it's the best writing class I've ever, ever, best writing advice I've ever had. Anyway, one of his classes, he's talking about creating motives for your uh, protagonist and, and for your villain. Mm-hmm. And, and he goes, okay, the one motive you should never have is money. He said, don't give that to one of your characters. That is a really lame, a very weak motive. And he said, now you could, what you do instead is say, okay, well, what do they want the money for? Oh, their sister's dying of this disease. She has to get this operation. It costs a bunch of money. And if she doesn't get it by this time, she's going to die. So the money is actually attached to... Oh, yeah. Now, we do care about that. And all of a sudden, okay, this person does care about something and it's something really meaningful. But the the motive isn't money. The the motive is... Is what the money represents. What the money represents. So it could be somebody's trying to buy their freedom. 
in in the movie where they're like if they can get a certain amount of money then they can buy the passage to the country that they want to go to and and so the money and get out of the situation it, that they're it, yeah, in it's not the money though it's what it represents yes and so he says you can't ever just leave it at money because a m- money is a weak motivator it's little green slips of it's, paper it's lame nobody cares about that it's, little round it's tin- not it's not what? strong enough what is it coneheads little round tinder discs <laughs> where you like it, it's a little round a uh, 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 circle like whoop de doo uh, you have a circle I have a little green slip of paper like those don't mean anything it's what it represents what that money can do yeah and so you uh, uh, Dan Brown was saying you have to translate that money into the actual motive right into the actual thing similarly when you're using money pants you can't just leave it at hey look you got more money you Where'd got you go? more yeah. money you got more money who cares? Your kids don't care. Well, no, those are just numbers. Those, those are just numbers. It's it's what what do I care about that? It's not until you do a spending plan and you translate it into something that means something to them do they go, "Ooh, okay, that does motivate me." Well, that is why when coming up with spending plans for your kids, you, when we, when you're using the app, you've got to get them on board. You have to get their input. What is it that they want more than anything. We talk about hot buttons. What is it that your kids want? And then attach the money to that. So the money now represents... Ballet classes. Ballet classes or, or, or basketball shoes or... Uh, Scout camp. Science camp. You know, these things that they're really... Or, or colored pencils or whatever it may be, new canvases, whatever it may be. It the, Their input is critical. Because you're translating the money into what they really want. So, yeah, when they go to their piggy banks on the app, it doesn't just show, oh, you got more money. Oh, you got more money. No, it shows you have this much money towards ballet. Uh You have this much money towards, you know, whatever they're working towards Mm -hmm. that they were excited about. It it shows, oh, so it actually is defining the reward for them and it reinforces Mm -hmm. their actual motivation. When they're doing their job. And they're doing these chores that they do on a regular basis. Really, what they should be thinking, and this is this is what we hope, is that they're thinking ballet class, ballet class, ballet class, rather than rather than thinking I'm doing the dishes. I'm gonna I'm get vacuuming. more money. <laughs> no, they're thinking ballet class is coming up. Ballet class is coming. Or they're thinking, ooh, football cleats, football cleats, football cleats, or science camp, science. That's what's going through their head. And so, on the flip side, of course, is then when they get a fee or they end up having to pay for something that they've broken or damaged or destroyed, they're thinking. Oh no, no ballet classes. I'm not going to be no able to buy those basketball cleats. shoes no, I wanted before no, basketball starts. No science class or, or camp where all of a sudden the, the money, and in this case the fees or the consequences, have a, an incredible meaning. And the cool thing about that is then the, the kids really start to understand, oh, I see the value of money. I see the value of what I uh, all this work and effort that I'm putting into it means a lot more to them. Anyway. Well, and we uh, we saw the importance of this during during the COVID-19 lockdowns. A lot of things that our kids had on their spending plans that they were saving for, mm-hmm. they got canceled. Yeah. And they got put up in the air. Well, no, swim, they were all, they were excited, they, they about, were all swim excited team. about swim team. They were excited about the football season. Uh-huh. And, and they, soccer. But and... when it became, uh, we don't know if these things are going to happen, 
the motivation levels, we noticed that that affected the motivation levels because then it turned into, well, we're saving up this money. For what? And For what? we're like, it, oh, some of these things will open up eventually. Okay, guys, hang in there. Maybe, but, maybe. but, uh, it, it was, it, we, you know, we had to come up with new, like, spending plans and new, things. But a lot no, of, no, we had to do new spending plans. We had to. We had yeah, to, because we, a, a lot, all these things that, you know, were no longer options. So, but we got to see how that affected not having a spending plan that was legitimate affected yeah, um, motivation. Just, You're just like, oh. earning money wasn't enough. It had to be attached to something. It had mm-hmm. to have a end goal, a, a tangible something that they were working towards. It had to be, and, that, and that's why we chose money. Like that's why we use cash money as the reward for money, money pants. pants because it's, uh, it's liquid. It's flexible. It's versatile. It can because it means different things to different people. Every everybody interprets like if you find 20, you know grandma gives you twenty dollars. You find twenty dollars on the ground. Or whatever the first thing goes through your mind is not ooh wow a green piece of paper. No, the first thing goes through your mind is oh cool now I can buy the uh-huh. fill in the blank. Oh now I can buy those shoes that I wanted. Where you don't think about oh this is exciting green, an exciting green piece of paper with a person's picture on it. You think what does the money what can the money do for you what options does it give you? So, and as you said, you know, COVID-19 kind of kind of <laughs> threw a wrench in the works, but all that aside, and we, we recreated new budgets and there are some pretty major benefits from, from doing, doing it this way. And one of them, I, I think maybe my favorite is the fact that I don't have to micromanage my kids' money. Like they're learning to handle money and they're able to make decisions and make purchases and all that. But they're the ones tracking it. They're the ones deciding how how much to spend and where and when. And we talk about that in the directed spending video, too. It's really cool to watch their little brains churning, going, oh, wait, I have $40 in clothing. Um, but if I spend $10 here and $1.50 here, and I can get this for $0.50 cents and I can get this for $3, I, as the parent, I'm not the one doing all that math. I'm not the one doing keeping track of all that. It's not... It's not my job because it's their money. Yeah, but at, at the same time, what's also cool is with the app, when we designed the app, we looked at all the different like budgeting apps that were out there. Okay, I'm just going to say most of them are awful. Yeah. They are. Okay, like, people have a hard time with numbers. Like when you just see a screen full of numbers, you, your head just kind of explodes on the inside a little bit. And you're just like, I, okay, I don't, I, this is just a bunch of numbers. I, I, don't, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Yeah. And most of the budgeting apps were like that, where they just had all these numbers on the page. And you're like, ah, this is this is not helpful. Well, not only that, but most of the apps tell you what you spent and that you overspent. You know, you find out after the fact that yeah. oh, you shouldn't have spent that. You shouldn't have done that. They're all after the fact. So, yeah. um, so what's different about the Money Pants app is we're like, how could... It, we came up with it by thinking, how could you make it so a little kid, like a five-year-old or a seven-year-old, could manage a budget mm-hmm. and do it simply? And what we realized later was, oh, well, this is good for adults, too, because... <laughs> no, no, okay. So uh, I remember back in Glendale, driving down... Oh, I can't remember what what's the main drag brand, I think it was, uh-huh. driving down the street. And I had money, and I've said this before, I had money in the bank. I think I had $1,000 in the bank. And I didn't know what it was for. I knew I had bills coming up, but I didn't know how much I could spend on what of that thousand dollars. It was just a thousand dollars sitting in and my we bank were, account. We were scared to spend it, and I I didn't want to spend a dime because yeah. I'm like I, I know I have rent, and I think rent was like four fifty, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. 
And I knew, so I knew some of it was for that. And I knew I had money coming in too, but I didn't know how much I could spend. I needed clothes and I was scared to death to spend any money on clothes. Cause I, I just didn't know how much of that thousand dollars in the bank went to where. Yeah. And so we were talking about it and we're like, wouldn't it be great if instead of a thousand dollars, it's it, I had different, like all these like little piggy banks or envelopes, I guess is the envelope system. But what if we just had a bunch of, if I had a bunch of piggy banks and it told me, no, no, no. Yeah. You got a thousand bucks, but wouldn't, but you have 450 for rent and that one's filled up mm-hmm. and you have a hundred for clothing and that one's filled up and you have 54, uh, um, bill, uh, the, your electric bill coming up and you've got 20 for your internet and back then it was yeah. dial up, but you have $20 for, for your internet that you can and, spend right now. And, and, it's, and it's there right now, ready to spend. And I was like, wouldn't that be a better app? Wouldn't that be <laughs> so much more helpful than so, just seeing the total? So, so yeah, uh, basically you do this setup for the app and it's a set it, forget it type of thing where you do this little bit of work. when you're setting it up at the beginning of the year and you say, okay, this is where I want the money to go and when. And then for the rest of the year, you don't have to worry about it. The app puts, when you get paid and you earn your money, the app puts the money where you need it to go without you having to do the math. But then as soon as it's in the piggy bank, you can spend it. Yeah, so all your kid has to do for the rest of the year, if they're like, Mom, can I buy this or can I do this? Look at the app. Oh, you have $30 in clothing right now. Yeah, you can spend up to $30 in clothing. And, and, here's and, clothing. and you'll have enough money for your piano lessons, and you don't need to worry about that. The app lets you know, hey, you're on track, mm-hmm. and all your budgets are, are, are going fine. Whereas before we had the app, what would happen is we'd have kids, when we tried this out, not only with our own family, but other families, kids would be in the same situation adults are often in, where I have $500, but... I don't know if I can spend it right? because this is coming up and this is coming up. And so they were scared to spend their money ever. Mm-hmm. And so with with this app, it just t- takes all that anxiety away where, where you just say, hey, these are the things I want to do. The app goes, okay, okay. It figures out where the money needs to go. And then you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the year. It is set it and forget it. And the great thing is too, is you, as the piggy banks fill up during the course of the year, Oh, I've got $30 in my clothing budget. I can spend in my clothing piggy bank. I can spend today. But if I tap on it, it'll tell me, yeah, you're, you're expecting to get 60 by the end of the year. So you even know like what the goal is. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm halfway to, I'm halfway towards my goal. I can spend, it gives but I can you spend all that the money information. Today. Oh, oh, I yeah. Love that, it. that money is sitting there today. If you spend $30 today, it will not. Why wasn't this ruin... our first podcast? Uh, yeah. This is, this is one <laughs> so, of my, that we worked really hard. So, this, this took the longest time to figure out. I think, well, and I think, I mean, it's nice that we have, uh, you know, that we track people's jobs and their habits and stuff like that. And, and mastery. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice that we have that. But the huge benefit of the Money Pants app is that it does this budgeting work for every individual in your family. And where it just takes all the stress out of giving people the money where you're like, oh, I don't have to micromanage that and go, okay, honey, you can't spend that. You ha-, you know, right. because otherwise you'd be like, no, you know what? It's easier for me just to manage it in one budget. Yeah. So, but with the app, it makes it 
each family member can have their own separate budget. Yeah, and it's, no, they it's, do have their own. Yeah, separate they have budget. their own separate budget. We call it a spending plan. And it, yeah, and it's not a headache, and it's not stressful. So that's a huge thing: is there are no budgeting headaches if you use this. You, it takes a little bit of work to set up, and I say that because a lot of people, when they're you know, when they buy the app, they stop at the spending plan. They don't when during the setup, and they're like, oh, I don't want to. Oh, it's 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 money, and I have to budget and. Okay. You have to understand the whole concept of money pants is you're going to give your kids the opportunity to earn some of the money that you were spending anyway. That's the whole idea. Now, if you don't give your kids financial responsibilities, but give them money that you were spending, what do you think they're going to spend it on? Like, oh, here's $400. We were going to spend it on football, but little Johnny, you here you go. Here's the $400. Go for it. Johnny's going to go blow it on a new skateboard or go <laughs> go buy, you know, $400 worth of candy at Walmart where they, the kids have, when they receive these large amounts of money from an allowance or from earnings or whatever it is, they need to have an equal amount of responsibility. Like, oh, this $400 we were spending on football is now your responsibility. You get to earn it and you earn it by developing your habits and the things, that, becoming the person you want to become. In addition, now you have the, now you get to, to choose how which football team you're going to join and how you're going to, which, which cleats you're going to buy and, and how you're going to spend that money because it's now your, you, you get, you get more freedom that way. And it's really cool. To, again, they love it. They love watch. the freedom and they love it like builds their maturity and their confidence, but it's, it's just, it's a little bit of work setting it up at the beginning, mm-hmm. but it truly is set it and forget it where, it makes really the, not, no, but it makes okay. the rest of the year so you easy. Can, you can set up a, a kid's budget. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I mean, five minutes if it's simple. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I have soccer and then the rest throw into clothing. Like, and let's talk. Let, let's talk about that. Let's, yeah, let's, let's talk about the actual. You, uh, you yeah, want to talk about the actual setup? Yeah, let's, let's talk. Okay. So, so we're going to walk you through how how you would do the spending plan. So you do, you know, step one, two, three, and four, you're doing the app. You've got, you know, enter your household income. Then you enter in the family members. Then you choose the jobs, all the jobs for, to run the home. Then everybody does their own habits. And then the last thing is everybody has to come up with their own spending plan. And there are four parts to a spending plan. And the first one is the app's going to ask you, hey, does Johnny, uh, we'll use Johnny. Does Johnny have any existing money? Like that's money he's got in his piggy bank already, you know, the, or uh, stuffed under his mattress or in the bank, his savings account or whatever, or in his little, you know, sock in his drawer, collect all that money up and put it into his expense baggie and enter that into the app. And you may be wondering, well, why, why, why would I do that? That it's his money. Why, why are we, why, why are we putting his money into the app? Well, this is his budgeting tool, yeah. so he knows how much money he has and where it is. And so, so when makes, he goes when he goes to spend the money, he doesn't have to wait. How much did I have in my sock at home? And how much was under the mattress? And how much is in my savings account <laughs> in the bank? No, no it's he, all there. He looks at the app and he can see where he stands financially by one glance, which is really helpful. And it's all in one place. It's all consolidated. So after you've done that, then the next step, the app will ask, "Okay, well, does Johnny?" Is he going to earn any outside income? And some people get tripped up on this where they we had one family where they everybody they entered in their their salaries. I'm like, no, no, no. That the outside income for a person is stuff that's not being used to pay the family bills. It's like if 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 I had an Etsy account where I was making homemade hair bows and selling them on the side for extra extra money, spending money for mm-hmm. myself. 
that would go in outside Into income. outside that would income. Go here. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was using that to go get my nails done or go to the hair salon or something like that. But if I was using that to pay my bills, like, oh, no, this Etsy account pays our water bill. <laughs> then that would then, go on the household income when yeah. you first set up the Yeah, app. that's yeah. not my personal money. Yeah, that's if, I have, if I have an money. eBay account and I use that money to, uh, to, to help pay the mortgage... You know, and I, I sell all these products so, so I can we can pay our rent or pay our mortgage every month. That should be money that's considered as Bills. household income. Yeah, household. Yeah. So that does not go here. But any money like, and we use the examples of like um, lawn mowing or babysitting or any, any sort of, or working, you know, a teenager working yeah, at McDonald's. Yeah, my, my daughter, she works at McDonald's once pa- a paper, week. Paper route. You know. That, that sort of stuff. <laughs> but that's income she counts on every single week. Right. And it, it should be, if you're entering it in this outside income, Anna, you mentioned it, it should be somewhat regular. So you can, you can count on it. Yeah. Well, like, like you, you might baby- get random babysitting jobs. You can't count on that because yeah. I've had babysitters where, oh, they go four or five months with no jobs and then, oh, three pop up here. Right. and. But if you have a regular thing with, a, you know, you babysit for this couple, you know, twice every month or once every month and you know that's going to happen then you should enter it here yeah, as, as outside income. And then the other thing is, like I said, let's take the example of my daughter who works at McDonald's. She, she usually works four or five hours a day, but sometimes she only gets two or three hours. Mm-hmm. And so when you're entering in the outside income, the rule of thumb is you want to estimate low. Right. You don't want to go, you know, to take best case scenario. You want to be conservative and you want to say, I, I'll earn it. I'll earn this amount, at least right. this amount. Right. And so well, because your budget's going to be your, your spending plan is going to be based off of how much you earn. Yeah. If you if you earn more gravy, you know, yep. that's great. Go into fun money. Yep. <laughs> but 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 be be very modest, be very conservative mm-hmm. in what you expect. And if you're not sure that it will be a regular job, just don't even include it. Exactly. So. And then the next I guess it's not really a step, but the next page in the app will show, hey, this is what. Little Johnny has the potential to earn this year. And I want to, I keep saying this, but I want to be extremely clear. This may seem like a big number. Let's say you've gone through the app, you've done all the setup, and you get to this page, and it says that little Johnny, who's nine years old, is going to be able to earn $1,000 this year. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute, what? Wait a minute, what am I signing up for here? Trust me, we've done the math. We have all the data to back it up. That is very accurate. And it it is money that you were already planning. This is, to a high degree of accuracy, money that you were already going to spend on him during the year. In certain categories. And we have those categories listed as piggy banks. Sometimes we've had some parents who are like, yeah, I'm going to have my kids start paying for things. No. (laughs) And they'll, they'll have their, we had one mom who had her child, her children paying for the electric bill. And that's not the thousand dollars that Johnny's getting. We weren't. We, we were taking it from money, discretionary money. You were already spending right, that's what on that money him. Is. That's where that it's, money comes. We from. weren't taking your electric mm-hmm. bill and putting that in there. Right. Otherwise, that number would have been higher. Yeah. So you want to stick to the piggy banks that we have yeah. listed there. The the, the the money that Money Pants uses to fund the system is a fraction of the household income. It's the discretionary money that every family spends. And depending on how much you make, it, it, it change, how, how many kids you have, it changes 
that, yeah. that amount. It's not your mortgage. It's not your medical bills. It's not your food. It's not those expenses are not part of money pants. Mm-hmm. And so so those aren't things that, that should be assigned well, and out that, that in segues, this case. And that's the last of the steps when you're setting up a spending plan is the piggy banks page. And I really like this page. I think it's, it's fun. It, it's very, very clear. There are 12 piggy banks. And those are the different categories that... Money Pants does cover. Exactly. And it's things like clothing, personal care, sports and dance, music and art, school, electronics, summer camps, transportation. And then we threw in you know, an other, just in case we missed something. Um, but then at the bottom, there are the three uh, specialty piggy banks. And they're, they're automatically calculated. And those are fund money, savings, and donations where charitable donations, 10% of your income, and, and we, we've talked about this before, but we are big believers in tithing, where when you receive money, and we'll talk about this at a future date as well, but when you receive money, if you take just a small portion of that to go to help other people who are less fortunate, it always comes back in spades. It, it's <laughs> you uncanny. You give that money to God. and um, it, it's, it's uncanny. <laughs> Where And you know, it doesn't have to be to a church. It could be to a, a charitable organization. It could be Habitat for Humanity. It could be the, the Red Cross. Yeah, if it, you don't have a church that you're affiliated with, then pick it, a charity. There is, there is a fundamental rule of finances, and I've read this from, from um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've heard this from other um, uh, Warren uh, Buffett. I've heard this from all Dave these. Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. All of these financial gurus, I'll be like, they're all like, no, no, no. You got to tithe. You have to. And tithe means one-tenth. And so if you just give a small fraction of what you earn to help others, and the cool thing is, is once you start using this, and we've noticed in our own family, our kids end up being more generous with their money, even though they're already giving 10% to help other people. It's the weirdest thing, but it has a tendency to engender more generosity and they're more, so instead of thinking me 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 you're it's automatically like, okay, thinking of others first. i'm including others in my budget here anyway don't want to go into that uh, uh, much more but i wanted to point that out 10 percent goes towards charity 10 percent of savings again these are basic principles 10 percent of your money should go towards a future goal and we have one mom who's like oh no my kids can't touch that until they go to college that's their college fund or at least there's their supplementary college fund i don't think 10 <laughs> percent of your money can really, unless you're extremely rich, I don't think 10%. Yeah, but you know what? It could, probably, go it could probably help you get your first apartment or yep. your first nope. payment it, it, until it, you get a job. Yep. And, exactly. Or pay yeah. for your books or whatever. Yeah, you know? it's a um, start. And then 10% is fun money. And this is what we were talking about earlier, Hannah, where it's like, hey, this is money you can just spend on whatever. You don't have to. It doesn't have a, it, these are impulse purchases. It gives you a wiggle room. They, yeah. It's your wiggle room budget. <laughs> exactly. And then the, the remaining nine are where the rest of the money goes. Now, going back to the whole Johnny, say Johnny makes a thousand bucks a year. He can earn his potential earnings for the year is a thousand bucks. So you, by the time you get to the piggy banks page, though, you're going to be like, wait a minute. It says I can only put in 700 bucks. Well, that's because a hundred dollars went towards tithing or donations. A hundred bucks went towards fund money and a hundred bucks went towards savings. Yeah. So, so it's, leaves, it's set aside for that. So you can see those three piggy banks at the bottom. Of so that leaves the, 700 bucks left for him to spend. Um, and as you mentioned, Hannah, th- again, and can't be more clear on this. 
This is not for household bills. This is not the gas bill. This is not the water and sewage bill. This is not the mortgage payment or the electric bill or the car payment. These are just pretty much specifically the categories that we list in the piggy banks. It's the discretionary income. Yeah. The money you were already spending. <laughs> we we, we actually labeled the piggy banks specifically to communicate that, that, hey, these are the categories. <laughs> yeah. Don't go beyond these categories. Um, and then just a rule of thumb, uh, or I, I guess word to the wise, keep your keep your uh, uh, your spending plan simple. Uh, we've we've actually made this mistake where we did because if you tap on the, the the clothing piggy bank, I think there's like nine or something different places in there. There's like socks and underwear and shoes and shirts and pants and coats and and jewelry and purses and wads. And if you go into extreme detail, like oh well, I'm gonna ten dollars in purses and fifty dollars in jewelry and eighty dollars in swimwear and fifty dollars in a in a dress and all that. Well, the problem is is the app puts money into each one of those as as like it's its own piggy its bank, its own little piggy bank. And so when you go to spend the money, you'd be like, oh, wait, I only have $3.25 in this one and this one. Well, because I have $50 in clothing, but I've got $3 in jewelry and $4 in in dresses. And you're like, oh, it'll take forever for all those to fill up. It's better just to lump all of your clothing expenses into one sum and call it all clothing. Yeah. The subcategories that are pre-filled, you don't need to use those. You can just do one. Those are to give you ideas, though. But they're to give you ideas of what you might be spending your money on. It's more to jog your memory. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so maybe we'll figure out a bigger, a better way to communicate that. But I, kinda, I, I like it, though. I it's, like it's it. It's helpful. But but if you can keep it simple and just lump it into one clothing fund, that's better. It, especially when it comes to when you get ready to spend that money. It makes a big difference. Yeah, simple. Uh, keeping so keep it, it simple, simple. Yeah, is better. <laughs> If you, again, if you don't know the actual amount of an expense, but you know it's coming up, like soccer, because yeah, that changes every year. You're like, oh, some years it's more, some years it's less. Yeah, so. yeah. Where, where you're like, I think it's about this much. The rule of thumb there is estimate high. So it's the opposite of income. Yeah. When you're when you're estimating your income, estimate low. When you're estimating your expenses, you estimate high. And you'll never be disappointed because yeah. it'll always work in your favor. If you estimate high and it comes in less, hey, great. I have more money. Yeah, but in my experience, estimating high is good because when you join soccer, oh, there's the coach's gift. Oh, there's the uh, pizza party. Oh, oh there's, there's the special socks we <laughs> oh, played for the championship game. And yeah, the, there's these T-shirts everybody's going to buy. Mm-hmm. And and they just keep, st- you know, you do your yep. registration, but there's all these little other costs that exactly. end up popping up. So estimate high. So, but then, you know, in each of the categories, there are pre-filled subcategories. And right. as we said, those are more to jog your memory. Right. You don't need to use those. So if you go into the sports one, for example, mm-hmm. it'll have it like broken down. Oh, registration, uh, gear and all that. Tuition. Yeah. Uniform, tuition, uniform, that. equipment, competitions. What you can do is just go, okay, basketball, $400. Football, Five hundred dollars, right? And and then you're done. And you that don't includes need to, all the gear and the, the yeah. Just the add that the, up. Yeah. But look at the categories to make sure you're not missing anything. Right. But then just lump it up into one thing. And then when you're done with the budget, these other the other categories will disappear. But you can rename them whatever you need to rename yeah, yeah. them. We tried to make it as customizable as possible. Yeah. But then. You bring up football and soccer, and a lot of times though these have due dates. What What do you do? Like, because as it is right now, if you enter in money, it'll slowly fill that piggy bank during the course of a year. So if your goal is to have, you know, $120 in your dress 
uh, clothing piggy bank, it's going to put $10 in that piggy bank each month. And at the end of the year, you'll have 120 bucks. But what if you need the money sooner? What if something has a due date like football? Yeah. Well, and a lot of people, they'll use like a manual like envelope system. And the stress there is when something does have a due date, it's like, okay, you have to calculate, okay, how much do I need to put here in this envelope to make sure I'm going to be ready by August to have that payment. Yeah, exactly. And so the great thing is, is we've thought of that. And all you have to (laughs) do (laughs) is if there is a hard deadline for something where, hey, this registration, soccer registration is due in August Mm -hmm. and you got to have that. Then all you do is it will give you the option when you enter in the amount, it'll give you the option. Do you want to add in a due date? Yeah. And a little calendar pops yeah. up and you can swipe and And you can swipe it and say, yep, I, I need the money by this time. And so then what will happen is if that any items that have due dates are given priority by the app. So, so this is, I think this is really cool. Yeah, and yeah. This is, this is go ahead. Oh, oh, okay. So, so any items that are given due dates are given priority by the app over the other piggy banks. And so what the app will do is it will calculate how much it needs to be putting in there on a regular basis in order to reach the goal in a timely manner. And it will make sure that amount is put aside every week when you get paid. At the expense, though, of other piggy banks that aren't due. So your clothing budget may be zero (laughs) for the first few months because all of your money is going towards soccer. This looming due date that's coming up. But then as soon as soccer is over, then it will say, okay, well, now I can put a larger portion of money into your clothing budget that we neglected in favor of soccer. It's, I think it's pretty clever. And yeah. I, really, I really like that feature where when the money is in the piggy banks, you know, you can have confidence, whatever money's in that piggy bank at that time, you can spend it and not worry because as long as you're on track, as long as you're doing, uh, doing your chores and you're going to have the money you need when it's due. Yes. And so, like I said, it's a set it, forget it. You enter in those due dates. The app goes, okay, got it. I'll take care of that for you. So, and then I guess the next question would be, what if something has a recurring due date? Like um, piano uh, lessons. Yeah. Or dance lessons. Or yeah. What, yeah. Something where like you, that. you're supposed to pay at the beginning of each month. The app, you can do that. All you do is when you enter in the amount, you enter in the the amount that you enter in is the monthly amount. You say, okay, I have to pay $90 every month for, for piano lessons. And then you enter in when the first payment's due. And, and then you click if it's repeating monthly, then you click monthly and then you say, okay, the last payment's going to be due in May because that's when piano's over. And it gives you the total at the bottom. You yeah. Know. And at the, to- yeah, at the bottom, it will tell you, okay, for all those months added together, your grand total is going to be, you know, $600 or, or whatever, whatever the cost of piano mm-hmm. is for that amount of time. And then you just save it. And once again, the app takes care of it for you. It takes your earnings that you get each, each week and it knows how much to put aside into that piggy bank so that you don't have to worry about it. Each month. Like, yeah. It, yeah. And- so so anyway, so it's totally worth taking a little bit of time to set this up and put in those due dates if, if it has due dates. And then you do not have to worry about it during the rest of the year. But now, though, I, I think this is a problem we had when we first started sharing this concept with other parents because we'd been doing it forever but when we when we started trying to help other parents set it up we ran into this problem and that is what if the due date 
is really soon, like right around the corner. Like mom and dad are really excited. They want to do money pants. And they but, have Sally does cheerleading every year. And it's like 500 bucks. And that's next oh, month. <laughs> it's, a, it's next month. Yeah. And there's no way Sally can earn well, no. $500 so in one she's month. She's just like, you were, you were using the, the example of Johnny earlier. We'll we use the same number for Sally. She can earn a thousand bucks a year. And she can't earn 500 bucks within the next month. There's just no She can't no earn way. it that quickly. Yeah. She's going to earn it this year, but she can't earn it that quickly. So the fair thing to do is to pull Sally aside and say, I know you wanted to do cheerleading, but sorry, you can't do it this year. We're doing money pants. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> no, 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 don't say that. That, how, that wouldn't be fair to say. That would be say, awful. That would be really disappointing. Be but at the same time, well, no, do, so what if you, so what do you do? Do you just go ahead and say, oh, you know, we'll go ahead and pay for cheerleading yeah, she for can't you. Afford it. She can't afford it in time. So we'll just go ahead and pay for you. But how's that fair? Everybody else in the family is having to... No, little Johnny's saving up 400 bucks for football. and He has to work for it, even though it's four months down the road. Yet Sally gets a free ride because it's sooner. Like, And Johnny's like, um, time out. That's not fair. <laughs> Mom, Dad, hello. She's getting 400 extra dollars... For free. Out of a... Th- like, we're both earning about a 1000 and she's getting... A bonus four hundred, like that, for the year, like we're both going to be working. The I'm going to sign amount. up for cheerleading. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so what? What do you do? Well, this is the 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 how Money Pants handles that is through subsidies, mm-hmm. and so when you enter in a due date and it's it fits within their you enter in an item of where you want your money to go and it fits in your budget. It fits in your thousand dollars for that year. Sally would earn a thousand bucks. Yeah, Five hundred bucks fits, fits within that. Sure, but you're not, you don't have enough time to earn it because the due date's mm-hmm. too soon. What it does is the app goes. Well, this is how much you could earn by that time, and then it says, "But this is how much you're going to be short." Mm-hmm. And and so then it. Yeah, if Sally works her tail off, by the time cheerleading is due, she will have earned a hundred bucks, but she's still going to be four hundred dollars short. short. So, so then it says, Mom, Dad, you need to subsidize Sally's account by 400 bucks. And all of a sudden, it's fair because she's able to do cheerleading, but she's all... It reminds me of the bicycle story. What was the bicycle story where the where the little boy wanted to buy a bicycle? He saw this great bicycle in the, in the store, and the dad's like, okay, tell you what. If you earn... Uh, it, it's $50. Um, we have all these jobs for you to do. Work hard, and and I'll bring you back here to buy it. And the kid works all summer, and he works really hard. And, he, and at the end of the summer, he's got 28 bucks, And he's there in front of the store, and he's counting out his money. He's like, Dad, I'm not even close. And the dad says, tell you what, I know how hard you worked. I'll, I'll, cover, the, I'll cover the difference. Yeah. I know and you did. And this isn't quite as nice as I know, that. But you, you, did, you did your best. <laughs> yeah. And I will cover... What? Because I, I know you did it as, the, the best you could. You earned as much as you possibly could. I know that you're still short. I'll cover the difference. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that where Sally still has to earn the hundred dollars before cheerleading. Yep. And so the do app calculates what she can do, and then the parents uh, step in and subsidize. Subsidize with the rest. Now, now what happens though during the rest of the year is that money that was subsidized. Sally still... Yeah, it's not free money. No, no. The app ends up taking money out of her earnings and putting it back into that, what we call subsidy account of $400 mm-hmm. and refilling that and up that, to the $400. And that's money she can't touch. So after she earns the money and she pays for... She, she got the subsidy for mom and dad. She earned the 100 bucks herself and she pays for cheerleading. 
the app keeps filling up that piggy bank until it reaches 500 bucks because that's what you told it to do. But the thing is that other 400 after she's paid for her, her cheerleading, she can't touch that because the app is smart enough to, to realize she's probably going to do it again next year. And so we need to set that money aside for Sally to do cheerleading next year so that next year she doesn't need a subsidy. The money's already going to be there. So she doesn't get a subsidy every year for mom and dad, just the very first time for, for parents who are transitioning into using money pants. And it's it's very effective. Yeah, because it wasn't fair. She didn't have enough time to earn that. She would have needed to be right. told several months ahead of time right. that, hey, you're going to start paying At the same time, it was money the parents were planning on spending anyway. Yeah. So this now, is that great medium where, well, the parents pay for what Sally can't, and Sally still has to work to earn it. Kind of cool. But then what you also let Sally know is if she doesn't do cheerleading the next year, though, she has to pay then, the, the $400 then that's the $400 in her piggy bank. goes back to mom yeah. and dad. And that's also fair. Makes yeah. sense, right? So so it's 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 a very fair, it's well thought out and pat and, yourself on the back there, Hannah. Yeah, you can move forward. <laughs> so, and that's that's the whole concept of subsidies and it it just makes the transition into using money pants simple, easy, straightforward and we think pretty fair. One of the great things, you know, we've talked about all the different steps, uh, all the different parts of setting up this spending plan. And, and this is where some people they, they get stumped. It's it really, the hardest part. It's well, the hardest part of setting up. You have to think of, think of through everything. Oh, yeah. and that's the other thing is as you're doing it, though, you'll be surprised. It'll you, You'll find out, wait, I don't have enough money for my kids to get everything I wanted to buy them because that's how much you were spending. You, you're you're going to be shocked. You'll be like, whoa, this is pretty accurate. You'll look at the budget and go, whoa. I only have fifty dollars to buy clothes for them. I guess that's what I normally do buy, and I only have. And <laughs> that's why we go to garage sales. <laughs> yes, and it's really cool to see. You're like, oh, they're not going to be shopping at Nordstrom. <laughs> it is accurate. It's so, shocking. So yeah, and then what's great is uh, if you keep using money pants, the next year when it's time to reduce spending plans, you got to go through all this again. No, a lot of times your spending plan is pretty similar the next year. For example, some families, yeah, we do football in the fall we do basketball in the spring Mm -hmm. and 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 we do scout camp in the summer and so when you're going through the second time the second year to reset set up your budget Mm -hmm. you don't have to start from scratch you have the option of oh i like that uh, what's what does it say when you restore previous spending yeah restore previous spending plan and what will happen is the it'll automatically repopulate your piggy banks with with your plans that you had had the last year and then you can tweak it if you need to from there and then you'll just have to update like like due dates and that's but other than that it'll all be there and it will be even faster the second year right and so you just you have to make a couple of tweaks and then you're you're off to the races yeah and i like oh, it's it, it really is set it and forget it like mm-hmm. you do yeah, five, 10, maybe 15 minutes of work once and it pays dividends for not only that year, but for every year afterwards. And ah, I really like, I can't believe it took us this long to do the spending plan because yeah. this is, this is such a great tool. Well, and it also prevents problems because when you, as you do the spending plan, oh, yes. it, it helps yes. you communicate yes. with your kids mm-hmm. the expectations. Because as we've said, no, no. How many parents get mad that Johnny bought X, Y, and Z with the money that he earned with his allowance? How could? Why did you buy that? Like that was supposed to go for school clothes, and you bought a skateboard or whatever. Yeah. Or, you blew all your money on what? <laughs> 
Yeah. So when when you do the spending plan, that's when you communicate to your kids of hey, th- these are the this you're going to be earning all this money, but here are the rules of the game. You it's within these boundaries. Mm-hmm. Only ten percent of your money goes to fund money. The rest of it has to go to these categories. So as we talked about in the directed spending video, for example, a family may say, hey, you got to be taking music lessons. We Mm. we want everybody in the family to be developing a musical talent or an artistic talent. What is yours going to be? Right. And then you let them pick within that. Oh, I want to learn the trumpet. Oh, I like drumming. Oh, I really want to be able to sing. The kazoo. (laughs) The kazoo. No. (laughs) You're out of the herd. (laughs) You're going to have to practice that in the far corner of the basement. (laughs) Anyway, so, um, but that's where you set that up. And so there are clear expectations. And they're, and, they're, but, it, but, it pre, but it preemptively stops fights. Well, it, you're it, not going to have your kids go, well, it's my money and I can do with it what I want. And you, because this is the time where you talk about, well, we're doing money pants, but here are the boundaries. You're not allowed buying this, this and this and this. Right. And here's what you can spend it on. And again, the framework, here's the framework. Yeah. Of, this is not a free for all. No. And that and that's huge. And the spending plan helps communicate that and reinforce that, and also is a constant reminder of of that. Of no, this is what the money's for. But this also this concept also works though between spouses, where it's not just preventing fights between you and the kids. Like Johnny, why did you buy that with the money that I gave you for football? No. It How also- many times does that same fight happen between husband and wife? You know, like. Wait a minute! You didn't talk to me about that. Yes, I okay. Wait, I, I've been scrimping. I've been saving all these pennies. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- you which brand bought, of spaghetti and you to went, buy? And you and went out you and bought the barbecue. You went out, or you, you went out and bought even, a new Dewalt tool kit. <laughs> you didn't talk to me, and you just spend money whenever you want, and I have to like, you know, I'm here scrimping and saving. What? You can't do that. You need to talk to me about purchases like that. Money pants. Mom and dad should be in on it, and they should have their own budgets, and that's their discretionary money. For instance, dad could make his own discretionary, like dad makes a thousand bucks a year too using money pants, and he's all, and he's developing talents and abilities and things that he wants to do anyway, and, and <laughs> he's, he's rewarding himself. He's spending time with his kids, he's doing all these and things. And he's updating finances, and he's getting paid for maintaining the house, and maybe he gets more, and... Now he can save up for that barbecue that he wanted. And it turns out it's only 250 bucks. But here's the cool thing, too. I'm not going to get mad at him for buying a barbecue. Actually, mom's going to get excited. She's like, like, oh, good. Because it's like one of those bowling ball gifts. It's 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 (laughs) It's for everyone. It's for everyone you enjoy. No, but it's cool because dad is, he, because it's his money that he worked so hard to earn and it's not the family money, which is way easier to spend. Dad's not going to buy the most expensive barbecue. He's not going to justify, oh, well, you know, the $300 one's almost the same as the $400 one. I'll just buy the $400 one. The family will pay for it. No, because it's his money. He'd be like, no, I, uh, 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 this $300 one, I have a coupon for that. But I know I know somebody who down the street, they just bought one. They, they said they didn't like it. Maybe they'll sell it to me for cheaper. And all of a sudden, the money gets stretched it gets farther. Stretched further. It's, the, it's the craziest thing. But not only that, as you said, Hannah, dad won't get mad at mom for coloring her hair. Yeah, because you her won't money. be going. How much did you spend on that hair salon? Okay, how many fights? What, what's the what's the uh, everybody says that the, the number one cause of fights in the marriage is about uh, money, money, spending what? money. Of course it is so, because they don't have a budget, they don't have a plan. But when couples put themselves on money pants and that discretionary money, that money that they're going to spend, I'm not talking bills, 
Because most fights aren't about bills. No, it's not about Couple, bills. Couples don't, they're like, oh, how dare you pay the mortgage this month? I was going to do it. No, those aren't the fights. The fights are always, you bought a you barbecue. You spent how much on clothes? Yeah. And, oh, you dyed your hair that color. Like, those are the fights. Yeah. And so when the parents put themselves on money pants, and that the, all goes away. Yeah, where the family credit card or the family debit card is only used for bills. Mm-hmm. But... Dad has his bag of cash. Mom has her bag of cash. They have their spending plans, which are, and once again, it's within a framework. It's, mm-hmm. you know, he can't go out and buy drugs and alcohol or, you know. Well, if that's the problem, you're probably things. not using money pants anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, if I go out and buy myself a gym membership or sign up to take ballet classes or decide, hey, I really want to get highlights in my hair and, you know, whatever, and it's money that I've earned from taking care of all these responsibilities at home and improving myself and spending time with my kids and helping my kids out and my, you know, getting meals done on time. You know what? There's not going to be a fight about this. Instead, no. if it, anything, I'm going to be excited. I'm like, wow. oh, she looks gorgeous. And congrats <laughs> and, on how, all your hard and work. As and as long as I use my money and not the family card, there's no fight. No, it, it's the opposite. Like as, the barbecue, I think, yeah. is a great example because moms would be like, oh, well, <laughs> we could definitely use that. And that means dad's going to be barbecuing more, too. Great. You know, and what's cool is like. If he buys those tools, she's like, he's going to be fixing stuff around the house. <laughs> yeah. Good for me. I, I've actually read, since, since we developed this product, I've read in the Wall Street Journal where financial gurus you know, they'll have articles about couples and fighting about money. And some of the experts on this, this is exactly what they recommended to avoid fights is that there should be, you should split money off so that the husband and wife have personal money Mm -hmm. um, that they can spend on how they would like. Yes. And, and have that separate from the family finances. And I was like, oh, that's what Money Pants does. But it actually, it actually, that is sound advice. So whether you use Money Pants or not, that actually works. And that, so, you know, I'm not using the family's money to make these purchases. It's coming out of my, my, my personal money that I'm having to budget and work within and go, Mm -hmm. well, I'll buy cheaper clothes, but I want to go to this fancier salon Mm -hmm. or hey i'm gonna have the neighbor girl cut my hair for 15 bucks and i want to spend my money here or there and so it just gives you that level of freedom but also you don't feel like you're getting criticized by your spouse or somebody's looking over your shoulder or you're stressing somebody else out no it's your money and you can stress yourself out (laughs) with your own little money and it's cash it is not a credit card right and so, no, once it, again, you can, only spend, you can only spend money that you've already yeah, earned. You so, cannot go into debt using money pants, and that's one of the tenets we do not we do not condone, authorize, or in any way um, encourage debt. Yeah, using money pants. And the great thing about this is not only is it money set aside for husband and wife, but once again, it's money you earned from improving yourself and reaching yes, your goals. And so, satisfying. which is which is very attractive. You know, you have your spouse uh, working out and becoming better and developing their talents and, and trying to become a better person. And that is like you know reading their scriptures and and they're just becoming a better person. Well, we talk about and, that, that upward spiral. Yeah. It's 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 a win. It's definitely a win-win situation. But this, if you are having you know tension there in your marriage between you and your spouse over money, try money pants. 
tr- it, it will totally change how you feel is, though, about your spouse and their spending. The thing is, you can use this even if you don't have kids. Even if it's just you and your spouse, put your put both of you on money pants. Because, again, the whole concept of money pants is to siphon off some of the discretionary money the family was already spending and have people earn it and then uh, spend it themselves. Like So it, it will work even if there's only a, a couple, a, a husband and a wife. That'll, money pants will work. The only caveat is you have to have at least one person that you're reporting to. So there has to be at least two people. Yeah. But it could be it could be a, a husband and a wife. And it'll, it will work. And yeah. it, it'll work wonders. And it's amazing. And it'll reduce those fights and solve all sorts of amazing yeah. problems. It, you won't be annoyed with each other mm-hmm. and, you know, getting frustrated with the other person about their spending habits and and stuff That's like really that. Cool. Where you're like, I'm scrubbing and saving. It, all that's going to be gone. And as long as you stick to the rules of, hey, that's your spending money in that bag. This is mine and yeah, you but, earn it. But um, when you have that, even if it's very small, it's amazing because it, it it engenders this sense of freedom. Even if it's a, remember when we first got married, Hannah, we got, I think it was 10 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month. Yes. A month. <laughs> and we, we it just but, kept you from going crazy. It you did. Know? It did. And it, even if you're dirt poor, it's got to be a couple bucks. You have to have that Money that's yours that you can spend however you want. Well, what happens if you don't is this. You're like, okay, every penny has to go towards this. Every penny has to go towards this. And eventually you, you end up cracking and like blowing a bunch of money. No, no, that because... has been shown. Study after study has been shown. You end up, if you, it's like a, 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 you're like a bomb where you're so tightly wound that eventually you explode. And you go, oh, well, I didn't, I'm going to save this penny and this penny and this penny and this penny. And then all of a sudden you blow $1,000 on something. It's I'm like, buying a new car. It's like, okay, <laughs> like, so wait, all those pennies you saved were totally wiped out and then some. And now we're in a worse situation. Yeah. And So it's it's what you're doing is you're actually re- releasing some tension uh, when you just get that little bit, little bit of money. Even if even if it's a tiny at five, ten dollars. It's a, it's just a little bit of freedom is what it is. It releases some of that pressure. So uh, I guess to, to kind of wrap it all up, that when you're setting up the spending plan, there are some major benefits. You just said, you know, it prevents fights, but more importantly, it really gets the kids motivated and excited to work because they have they know what they're working towards. The money is now working for them. They have the, the money has a purpose. And like Dan Brown said, you know, money is a poor motivator. Little green pieces of paper mean nothing. But when those little green pieces of paper represent football or science camp or scout scout camp or ballet lessons or piano lessons, all of a sudden those little green slips of paper mean the world and the kids are excited. So when you're coming up with a, a spending plan, you got to make sure your kids are on board and you got to get their input. Because again, and we've talked about this before, you're, you're going to be surprised what they want to spend their money on. It's really, it's so exciting as a parent to get to know your kid's personality and say, wait, I thought for sure you'd want to spend all your money on clothes. And they're like, no, I want to spend all my money on art supplies. Who knew? And you let them, you let them make those decisions. Within the framework. Because you, mom, were going to spend all your money for little Sally on clothes and little Sally could care less. She wants to do art. And you didn't know that. And by doing the spending plan with Sally, you go, oh my gosh, I didn't, who knew? I had a really good friend, a, a coworker years ago who said that he was going down a, a, a bad road when one year he got a, a, a present of, what do they call the airbrush, an airbrush kit? Changed his life. He discovered that he had an incredible talent 
for art. He had no idea. He'd never been introduced to it. He had he'd never done any of that before. And he somebody gave him the kit and he's like, ah, oh, whatever. And he started playing around with it and he went, I, I kind of like this. <laughs> and not only that, I'm pretty good. And he ended up making a career out of that skill. So the, the whole idea is to give your kids some of the uh, freedom of making their own choices with the money they're going to be earning and to set it up, set it up ahead of time and to come up with a plan. And when you do that, you'll be infinitely more pleased with the money that you spend and you won't end up making uh, bad financial decisions um, and you won't be making those impulse purchases that you regret. Well, and then keep in mind, this is your kids and you're sitting them down going, okay, what, where do you want your money to go? And taking them through these steps. And and th- this is very much a learning process for them. And this will help them for the rest of their life. Yes, these are, yes. These are life skills. These, these are, are life yes. skills. And they're going to take it with them the rest of their lives. And they're going to see the benefits of it. And they're going to be in a habit of of planning things out with their money and thinking about what they really want and, and working towards that and working towards that and then developing these budgeting skills and learning hey this is how a budget works this is this is what i do and it's, and, it's awesome and a budget's it's, actually empowering it's not restrictive it's empowering and oh, they're going to find that they love they're going to find that they love having these piggy banks where they know where their money's going it's going where they want it to go and they're in control of their money, and they're going to love it. It's empowering. That makes me think of the whole kite example, where people are like, you know, you, you, you see somebody flying a kite, you know, the kite's way up in the sky, and it's being held down by the string. And the kite's probably thinking, oh, that stupid string is so restrictive. It's restricting me, I, so I can't go higher. But what happens if you cut the string? The kite falls to the ground. The string wasn't um, um, restricting it. The string was actually letting it fly. Yeah. Same idea. The budget is not a restriction. It's actually what lets you fly. It's what helps you reach the things that you actually wanted to get to. To, to truly soar. And yeah. it's exciting. Whew. So if you like what you hear in this podcast, please tell your friends. Maybe they would like to listen to what we have to say too. Maybe there's something in here that would really help them. And if you have suggestions for a future podcast, please go to our website under support and click contact us. Send us an email and we'll we'll jump right on it. And that's it for today. Those are all of our thoughts on spending plan and the power of having a, having a budget and having a spending plan. And that's it for today. Enjoy some Falcon Jasper ingenious indie interludes. We'll see you next time.